Hi, welcome to Way to NZ podcast. This is a podcast where I talk to people who have lived in New Zealand, who have studied in New Zealand, and New Zealand is their place of residence. Our today's guest is someone who works in the marketing and communications area. Uh, she is very well established right now in her field, and she's also studied a graduate diploma in marketing. Alicia Ayer is our guest for today. And in this episode, she's going to share her experiences about how it was for her to make that you know, take that bold step of coming to New Zealand, uh, her experiences, her stories. Enjoy this episode and listen right till the end. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so uh, I want to start off uh, right away. Like, you know, you work in marketing and communications uh, currently and you're living in Auckland. But how come you decided to come to New Zealand? Okay, so this, this story goes a little bit way back over a decade, about 11 or 12 years ago. Uh, I don't think I'm here by choice. Uh, okay. I came here because... Uh, my sister my sister chose New Zealand. My younger sister came here to study uh, a bachelor's in landscape architecture when mm -hmm. she was 18. So she did an undergrad degree. So she came way before me. Uh, right. And when the time came for me to sort of decide where I wanted to go to study or have some sort of overseas experience, uh, I was very keen to go to the UK or somewhere else. But uh, my parents didn't let me go anywhere. They didn't want the kids to be separated in different parts of the world and have to see them. Uh, at two different times and stuff like that. So I didn't really have an option. I was told New Zealand it is if you want to go overseas or you stay you stay in Bombay. That's where I was born and raised. Uh, but as as an added bonus, they sort of sent me here on a holiday uh, in 2011. This was when New Zealand was hosting the Rugby World Cup. And they right. sent me here on a break. I spent a month in New Zealand. It was super lively. There was so much going on. And I think in that one month, I fell in love with the city and the country. Uh, and the following year, I, I moved here. That's so cool. Yeah, you actually got a test test run before you could actually make that big move. So uh, considering about like, because it's a big career choice, like, yeah, you like the place, everything is fine. But at the end of the day, uh, you make a move, you want to make sure that it's a successful one. Like, you know, you settle. Uh, I don't know how you define settle, but, uh, you know, you have a job that you love to do and that kind of stuff. So um, what course did you study when you came here? And um, how was the deciding factor? Like, how did you actually decide on to a particular course? Cool. Okay. So, see, New Zealand was a given. So, I wasn't looking at courses in any other countries. So, that narrowed down my research quite a bit. The fact that I had the luxury of coming here for a holiday first also meant that I could scope out the market. So, uh, in India, I worked in an advertising agency. Uh, and I wanted to work in advertising when I moved here. So, when I came here for my holiday... I had reached out to a lot of agencies uh, to see anyone to see if anyone could meet me. And on my holiday, I actually met quite a few agencies, saw what their agency life is like, saw the kind of work they do, and also started networking through LinkedIn and building relationships with them so that when I actually move here, they'll give me an internship. And it worked out for me. I did get an internship out of it. So Wow, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, like you've actually done your groundwork before you actually made the choice of coming here. That's so amazing. So let's get into um, studying at uni. So you studied uh, marketing uh, uh, post postgraduate diploma or what was your course called? So the course I picked was a graduate diploma in business with a specialization in marketing. 
So uh, in India, I come from a humanities background. So I studied a Bachelor of Arts. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I'd done a diploma in advertising and public relations. And that's what I sort of married up to work in advertising when I did for about three years in India. Uh, but when I was moving to New Zealand, there is there was issues with me getting straight to a postgrad because right. I didn't have a business background. I didn't have a commerce background. Uh, right. So I had to do the bridging course, which was the graduate diploma in business. And I'm glad I did that because uh, I wasn't way out of my depth when I started studying it. Uh, mm -hmm. It was the right level of study to get into, to sort of learn the theory behind what I'd been practicing for three years uh, in India, but at a better, at a, at a, in a better way, in a different way. So I think that uh, that's the course I did. So how was uh, the experience of studying in New Zealand? Because see, uh, I come from India as well. And um, for us, uh, studies is mainly like ratta. Like, you know, you have to mug things up. You have to learn everything up. So how How was it different for you over here? Or was it? very similar it was so different i think i wasn't prepared for a i was studying after three or four years because i'd finished my graduation and i'd worked uh, yep. and it was just so different to the experience we had in india i don't think i was well prepared for it so it took me a while to adjust i think i loved the classes i loved that uh, it wasn't just hundreds of people in a class and us listening to a lecturer say what they had to and then go home and study just in time for the exams. There were lots of workshops. There were lots of group projects. There were lots of assessments through the course of the semester. But there was a lot of learning for me to do as well because I wasn't used to that. I'm not used to learning how to APA reference. I'm not used to, yep. uh, you know, having textbooks that are the size of I don't know what. Uh, so it was a very interesting experience. I think in hindsight, I don't think I knew enough about the kind of services universities offer to help students uh, get up to speed with how uh, you're supposed to study in New Zealand. And if I had known about them back then, I think I would have done a lot better. But I did score well and I did I did well at uni and I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah, because I can personally relate to that. APA referencing was something that was um, like a very new concept for me. I'm like, okay, what is APA referencing? And Okay, what is plagiarism? Like for us, when I when I used to do assignments uh, back home in India, uh, it used to be one person doing the assignment and the others just copying <laughs> from it. <laughs> and it was completely a new ball game here, uh, where you know you can't actually copy work from other people, and it has to be your original work. Uh, but having said that, I did postgrad, and in that we had to have certain reference bit as well. So we had to have certain quotes or certain annotations from different places. Um, so yeah, it was quite challenging. But uh, so that was studies bit where you know you're surely you you coped well, and uh, they usually say that you know if you come from outside, uh, studying here is relatively um, easier after you get a hang of it, definitely. Uh, but what about um, because these studies are important but also the other part is uh, your social life because uh, in india I'm, I'm sure you must be having a great social life leaving all that aside uh, yeah you said you had your sister here but still she would have her own social circle how easy or how difficult or what did you do to have your own social circle or your own social life okay so i won't uh, i'm going to be super honest here but when i first moved here uh, i I didn't quite know how I fit in. I didn't know how I could meet people. Yeah. Uh, the first four or five months were quite unsettling. The place is super quiet compared to where I come from. Uh, I'm not used to cafes shutting at three o'clock. I'm not <laughs> used to uh, malls shutting at five o'clock. I mean, there was, it just didn't feel, I didn't know how I could make friends here. 
and uh, i think the first 3 or 4 months i spent settling in but what i do totally recommend and i'm glad i did it was uh, one as part of orientation at uni i ended up going to it and see going to that club stay or something they have where all the clubs at the university have like the stall and they tell you what they do uh, and yeah. i ended up joining a couple of clubs and right. those clubs really changed the game for me at uni cuz in class because i was doing a graduate diploma and i was only doing it for a year uh, i was alongside students who were studying their degree they already had their friends from high school they already had their groups it's not easy to fit into a group like that in class unless you find someone else who's alone like you yeah. and is looking for someone to hang out with uh, the whole university culture that i was used to in india was not the same here at all so the clubs is where i got my you know got met people that were like minded got up to stuff again found internships i networked uh, the clubs i found an internship through a club as well which was super handy uh, which all helped towards my journey of finding a job eventually uh, so that was at at uni outside of uni i think i joined all the all the indian groups on facebook uh, as many as i could find indian yeah. students in auckland indians in auckland indians in new zealand and uh, someone posted about a flash mob happening during the diwali mela yeah and i just took it up it was like 10 dollars come dance with us make history and we ended up joining that flash mob and i think it was mostly indians in that flash mob with a mix of others as well but that was like a great way to connect and meet people and friends that i've had for a decade now i'm still friends with them they're I part of like family was, i remember that flash mob that was one of the landmark flash mobs um, in uh, auckland or in new zealand i would say uh, where so many different people and you know we feel that uh, we are from india so everyone is here from india but actually they are from the wider subcontinent who all like you know share uh, different backgrounds but similar stories and uh, similar backgrounds also in some way like it's a bit confusing mm. but um, when you go to see it like uh, i i've met a lot of people from sri lanka who say like oh yeah bollywood movies i do watch so there's a lot of connection there as well uh, mm -hmm. and a lot of um, stories that we we go across are quite quite linked in certain ways mm. now oh, totally. uh, so internship social life sorted okay very important but then uh, there's also something that you require to you know uh, fill your other needs like you know your food clothing shelter uh, and what i'm talking about is your part time job so how um, what was your part time job story was it very easy for you to find a part time job or um, did you have your own struggles in there uh I won't I won't say I struggled as much as some other friends did and I'm going to be honest about that uh, only because when I worked when I was in India and I just finished high school I worked in a call center for fun and I okay. had some call center experience and because I had a had call center experience it was easy for me to find a job in a call center uh, so I worked across two of them uh, when I was a student uh, mm -hmm. the first one was a night shift because I had uni during the day so right. uni from like 9 am to like 5 pm with classes and breaks in between where you work on assessments and stuff like that and 6:30 to 2:30 was my uh, part time job wow so i do the night shift and then yeah back home sleep and then back to uni again so that's what i did when i was a student at first wow that is that's a real struggle yeah and then what about your internship so did internship also work alongside or was internship separate to part time job So I worked alongside on my internship to be honest. Okay. So uni wasn't every day of the week. So right. the way classes are structured when you're doing just one a one year program 
and just four papers a semester, you'll sort of notice that if you play it smartly and you pick the right papers, uh, you end up having a free day in between. So I had like a Thursday free. So the right. Thursday was my day to intern at this one place. And I would do work and then go to the call center in the evening. So that's wow. that's how I structured my life. So it's it's actually it's so you know a lot of people say that you know once we go abroad or once we uh, decide to go somewhere uh, life sorted but actually the struggle begins there and i think we all go through our own struggles um, but like in retrospect if you think about it if there were no struggles would you actually have cherished what you've got today you oh know? totally uh, i totally and and i think it's when you when you go above and beyond to make the most of a situation, that's where struggle comes in, I think. Yeah. Uh, and that just means you've done your best to get to where you are uh, and you've made the most of every opportunity. And I think uh, that is something that everyone should try to do in yeah, life. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. that's that's great. So now you your work was sorted. Um, uh, actually, I want to get into that, that phase where, you know, uh, a lot of people say that it's very easy to find a part-time job, but then uh, finding a relevant job uh, to what you've studied uh, in a full-time space, that's a bit of a challenge. But then you had your internship and all sorted. But how was it for you? Was it very tough for you to actually land up into a full-time job that's uh, relevant to your field because then that also depends that also rely, like ties in with your plans of being here for the future right in terms of other aspects how did that all plan out for you so the internships came reasonably easy uh, i think because i was working for free and i don't think anyone refuses free labor uh, so that was fine but when when it came to a point where i had to actually get hired when i graduated uh, that didn't translate into a job. They didn't have the budget to hire me. They hadn't created a role that would fit for me. Uh, all of that started to so the two places that I was interning it in didn't pan out as full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. I still had my job in the call center to pay the bills. So I stuck with that and I kept hunting for roles in my field on the side. Now the problem is I had three years work experience in India. So yep. any role that I applied for in New Zealand, I was either over experienced for, yeah, yep. or under-experienced for. There was no in-between. Under-experienced because I didn't have relevant New Zealand experience working yeah. for a substantial amount of time in a particular agency. Uh, and yeah, so it was it was tricky. Every application was, oh, you're overqualified or we need someone yeah, with was, more local experience. I was told that, you know, you should strip down things from your CV and just make one page CV um, and then have that thing. So yeah, there was different advices that we used to get on that. Um, so it looks like it was it was a struggle for you um, to actually end up. How did all how did it all come up then? What happened? So I didn't. I, you know what? I didn't stop trying. I think I just yeah. kept trying and trying and trying. Uh, at one point, I decided that maybe because I have my part time job in the call center, that's a buffer that's keeping me secure. So I'm not trying hard enough. So I quit that on an oh. impulse. Uh, that didn't help. Uh, <laughs> But thankfully, I'd saved enough from that part-time job to keep going until I found a job. So you get in New Zealand, you get a one-year work search. At that point, you got a one-year work search visa. Yeah. And you had to find a job in the relevant field of your study to be able yeah. to progress your... Uh, that was when that was back in 2014, 2015 or... Yeah, 2013, 2014. Yeah. 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 So that's how it was back then. And I kept applying. I kept applying rejection after rejection until I had about a month and a half left on my job search visa. 
at which point i reached out to my manager in india the place i used to work at and i said there's a yeah. chance i might be coming back and he said you're always welcome so i had a job waiting in india for me uh because wow. i i was i mean you know what i didn't have any hard feelings or anything i had mm. a lovely time when i lived in new zealand and i was going to try until my very last day to see if i can stay here longer and if i can work here because i've studied here and i want to put to use that study here yeah. uh but i didn't mind going back either but about a month and a half before my visa was due to expire uh the agency that i used to work for in india has a wellington uh, a new zealand office as well and wow. their office in wellington was looking for someone and Ooh. i randomly put my hat in the ring and i got flown in for an interview and about 3 or 4 interviews later i got hired uh and i relocated from auckland to wellington for about two and a half years uh but it it changed it changed over the course of a week like a, a week before i would have been packing my bags to go home yeah. in about yeah. three weeks time but i was packing my bags to move to wellington instead so that's what they say you know if it's meant to be it's meant to be you know it's it's going to happen uh and uh, it's a fab it's a fabulous story and i think one very important thing that um, i've got out from it personally is that perseverance is the key you know you have to keep trying um and um, i think uh, like i've done sales before and sales what they teach you is i've done door to door sales and they teach you is that um if you have to knock 100 doors only 10 doors are going to open so each door that doesn't open that means you're reaching close to your that 10 doors so you know just keep knocking keep knocking you know that's what so i think it's it's very similar if you apply that same concept in this uh, aspect that uh, rejections uh, and i i remember that time where i used to open my emails on monday and monday used to be a day where i used to get all the rejection emails back to back rejections um but i think those memories are also so beautiful right now when you think about it that like, yes we've gone through those struggles uh, but at the end of the day it's all panned out well um now i want to just quickly ask you this one last thing uh for people who are listening to us or who are viewing uh this video right now uh about and they are right now in middle of that stage where they're thinking that okay i need to make the big move and they're weighing their options out uh what would be your advice to them before they make that switch all right the first thing i would say is uh be brave but do your research don't be very impulsive do your research look at places where you can find out more about uh if it is new zealand you're thinking about yes so find out more about living in new zealand studying in new zealand uh what are the pros and cons of living in certain cities versus others the courses being offered in certain universities versus versus others cuz uh everyone offers similar courses sometimes and then there are yep. some universities that specialize in others so uh do your research i think do just network a little bit people in new zealand are quite friendly uh they won't take poorly to an email that comes from somewhere asking them a question or two if they're on linkedin or on their email i uh, i strongly encourage reaching out to people finding out more from an academic point of view like i'm sure your your program advisors and stuff at the university will be more than happy to engage with you to tell you what it's going to be like uh when you study here uh always keep an open mind uh no job is too small no opportunity is too little uh so i think if you do make the move uh embrace the changes that come with it and make yeah. the most of your time here without uh and that only comes by trying different things putting yourself out there and uh yeah also i think important is to have an optimistic outlook towards life like you know uh things may not pan out as you've planned but um they are happening they for a do. reason yeah i know things never pan out like you've planned uh i mean that's a fact i think everyone knows that but yeah. i think it's about just uh 
if one work if one route's not working out okay where can i pivot where can i go what next what next just constantly thinking about the next step awesome thank you so much alisha now you have already spoken about your career and you 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 doing something where uh, you you passionate about plus you've also studied in that area so you're working as marketing and communications right now uh, but uh, how would you uh, like rate new zealand as a place uh, for things that you're doing outside work because you do a lot of things outside work as well um, uh, how would you rate that would do you feel that if you were in india or bombay today you'd have done more things outside work or do you feel that what what i'm getting to is uh, how are you managing your work life balance i am so glad you asked that uh if i was in india and i love bombay and i love india uh, so nothing against living there it's just beautiful but if i was in india uh, i when i was in india i it took me 3 hours to commute to work 3 hours back and work wasn't a 9 to 5 it yeah. went on forever uh at there's no end time there was no end time so even if i had interests outside of work uh it i had to make a choice between do i actually want to see my family do i want to see my friends or do i want to have an interest outside of work here i can see my family i can see my friends and i can have an interest outside of work as well because uh, the country allows you that it allows you the flexibility to actually have a life outside of your work life you don't you know you don't you you work to live not live to work if you know what i mean so i think that's yes. something i really appreciate about new zealand and uh, because it's tiny compared to bombay where i'm from uh, i think the opportunities are more as well to do more outside of work there's lots of things that don't exist so you can be the first one to start something uh, it's super easy to start businesses here so you know you can if you've got an entrepreneurial mindset uh, entrepreneurial mindset uh, you can start something of your own it's super easy there's not much paperwork involved uh so the sky's the limit really the the communities are tight they're tiny uh there's not much competition so if you did have an idea you could always give it a shot and there would yeah. be people willing to engage with you so it's great for that i think it's a great place for ideas to sort of get trialed and flourish absolutely can't agree more to that thank you so much alisha for being a part of this um, and pleasure. it was a pleasure to have you on this podcast i'm i'm very sure that 20 minutes are not enough to you know understand more about your journey and more about your story but um i really feel that um, i should get you back on the show and um, with another topic with uh, getting into your brains getting into your mind of um, you know how new zealand has been for you But thank you so much for being Happy, a part. It's been lovely. Thank you, Rosbey. Well, that was a fun conversation with Alicia, who shared her personal experiences, some real good takeaways in this episode. Uh, but I would like to say that if you want to do your in-depth research, do check out mindsatuni.com, where you'd get uh, an option to compare different courses, uh, different career outcomes, different job outcomes. So that's the place for you to go. go da, go check out mindsatuni.com and do register there also uh, stay tuned to way to nz this is your podcast where we give you stories that are real from real people i'll see you next week